When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Oklahoma State Cowboy Insider from Learfield. Now, here is your host, the voice of the Cowboys, Dave Hunziker. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I'm Adam Hildebrand alongside the voice of the Cowboys, Dave Hunziker, as we continue our podcast series uh, talking Oklahoma State football all throughout this 2022 Cowboy football season. Uh, Oklahoma State getting set to take on Texas for homecoming this weekend. It's a big, big game uh, surrounded by a big, big atmosphere, so it should be a lot of fun in Stillwater this upcoming Saturday. Uh, Dave, when when you need to have big-time performances uh, against big-time teams, your your best players uh, need to step up. And, and for Oklahoma State, particularly in, in this series, those guys that have been the top-of-the-line players, that NFL talent, seems to really put itself in the forefront. You know, it's funny. Oklahoma State's won ten of, eight of the last 12, rather, against Texas. And the last time the Cowboys played Texas on homecoming was one of those future NFL guys just going off. Tylen Wallace in 2018. Ten catches for 222 yards and two scores. You know, you might remember, Coach Gundy and I were talking about this on the radio show Monday, that Oklahoma State scored two long touchdown passes. They had two long touchdown passes in that game on fourth and one. We're on like fourth and one. The Cowboys threw it deep. One was to Jelani Woods, and the other was to Tylen Wallace. He made some extraordinary catch catches in that game. You know, Texas was ranked, I think, top ten in the country. Oklahoma State upset them with Taylor Cornelius quarterbacking, and that's just the again. That's the last time the Cowboys played Texas for homecoming. But it's just a laundry list of guys. I mean, even last year, Jalen Warren, you might remember. Now he's having a, a really good rookie season with the Steelers. I think he ran it 33 times for 193 yards, really pounded them in the second half, you know, came from way down to win. And uh, 
and that was a huge win for last year's team, obviously, on their way to to finishing uh, on top of the Big 12 Conference regular season standings. But it's just amazing when you look at this list how many big-time NFL, future NFL players have played a huge role in beating Texas, a bunch of them. And I, I even think about uh, – oh, man, I'm drawing a blank on his name now uh, – Dreadlocks inter- had the interception in the end. Ramon zone. Richards. Uh, Ramon yeah. Richards. Yeah. Twenty seventeen. He, he didn't play for a long time in the NFL, but he got you know went to the Rams for a while, and now I think he's uh, teaching other kids to play football. From from what I've seen from him on social media, so uh, you know another guy who who uh, got a shot at least briefly at the league and uh, had a, a massive uh, game ceiling interception. And, and, you know, I think back, you mentioned eight of the last 12 days, uh, Dave, against Texas that the Cowboys have won. I think back into the, the mid-2000s with that string of games where Oklahoma State for like three years in a row was up on Texas yeah. and the Longhorns would come back and win. And it seemed at that time like, you know, when when was Oklahoma State going to get over this Texas hump? And then not only have they done so, they've, they've done so uh, – perhaps exceeding expectations past that. I mean, eight of the last 12 against Texas, it, that would have been hard to think of 20 years ago. And uh, for the most part, the Cowboys have been the better team in this series over the last dozen years. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, I think you were building the confidence that you could beat them. I mean, even 2001, my first year here, Oklahoma State, I think, jumped out 10 nothing on Texas. 2002 was a 17-15 loss in Austin when Rashawn Woods caught a pass at the goal line for a two-point conversion that would have tied the game, and he was inches away from from being into the end zone for two points to tie it. You know, you even go back and look at 2004. Oklahoma State was up 35-7 in Austin, way up. The Cowboys were way up, I think, up, if I remember right, 28-12 and half in 2005, Coach Gundy's first year in Stillwater when Oklahoma State was a huge underdog, and that was a Texas team quarterbacked by Vince Young that would win the national championship. Mm-hmm. 07, the Cowboys are up 35-14 in the third quarter. And just cannot close the game. That was in Stillwater. Jacob Lacey, a future NFL player, I think had two interceptions, if not three in that game. And Texas kicked a field goal, I think, on the last play, like a 50-yarder to win. And then 08, Coach Gundy and I talked about this game Monday night. That was a classic game. Those were two top 10 teams going at it. You know, that was the the first of Coach Gundy's really good teams. Zach Robinson, Brandon Pettigrew, Kendall Hunter, Russell Okung, uh, just to name a few. And Des Bryant, of course, was a sophomore on that team. It was a really good Oklahoma State team. And uh, the Cowboys had a Hail Mary at the end with a chance to win in Austin. And I think those experiences helped Oklahoma State. The program was evolving. But I think it was become, it was very clear that the Cowboys could compete with Texas. And, and then once you, you know, when you broke through in 2010, you really broke through. It was, I think it was 26-3 at half when the Cowboys finally broke through and beat them on that Saturday night in Austin. And there's another one of your big performances by future pros because Kendall Hunter rushed for 116 yards, weeding through for 409. And Justin Blackman probably made perhaps the big statement he needed to make against a big national brand to not only take him toward his first bullet in the cough, but obviously that led to his second. He won two in a row. Remember that Saturday night in Austin, Adam, he had nine catches for 145 yards. He had that one long touchdown where he just made a tremendous one-on-one play and and broke a tackle and scored. Obviously, most people around the Big 12 in this part of the country knew what he was. I think nationally that really put him on the map that Saturday night. Anyone who wasn't aware, they were aware after that. Are you there? 
And even Dave, I was looking looking up stats here for Justice Hill. He had multiple 100 yeah. yard games uh, against Texas in his career. Scored touchdowns in multiple games against Texas in his career, and and that kind of begs the question. You know, certainly we know who, uh, who Spencer Sanders is as the leader of this team, as as kind of the star power quarterback of this team. But we're still waiting in some cases for some guys to really step up and, and fully put their imprint. Somebody to really step up and take charge of the of the. Uh, receiving core and and uh, I think yeah. Dom Richardson has gotten the, the most part of the carries but perhaps Jaden Nixon a chance to to kind of make himself asserted uh, you you were talking about Justin Blackman and, and Texas his games against Texas kind of putting him on the map we may see somebody else have an opportunity to do that this week it's going to be a big game against a, a prime opponent and and there will be a lot of eyes on Stillwater on Saturday well it, it's needed and you know it, it is needed right now because you know let's look at TCU last week Quentin Johnston is so good. He's 6'4", 215. He can really run. He's hard to get down. We've had a lot of those kind of guys. You know, he's probably more like Dez than – now, I'm not saying he is Dez, but he's sort of that style of guy in my book. Now, hes I don't think he's as good as Dez, but he lives in that neighborhood. He's not too far off. Well, you have to devote extra attention to him. Makes it easier to run the football. Much easier. Makes it easier – to, to get others involved in a passing game should you need to do so. It just changes everything, you know, and Oklahoma State right now doesn't have that star power. They have it at quarterback because, and that, thank goodness, because Spencer's ability to run at least gives you to some degree a chance, but hopefully some home run guys will emerge. Bryson Green has to an extent, but he's still fairly young in his development. You know, he faced off against Tomlinson, a really good corner for Tisus. TCU last week and, and had a bit of a tough go. He didn't have a catch, but you're kind of waiting. Maybe this will be the game. Those guys break out. I mean, you know, you said justice. Hill. I think he had two 100 yard games against Texas, you know, Vincent Taylor, you know, justice rushed for 135 in 2016. Then that same games when Vincent Taylor blocked the two extra points. That's right. He ended up, he, you know, he's, a, he's been a pro. Yeah. So he's yeah. a big time player. It's uh, we'll we'll have to see who steps up and and has their chance to put their impact on on not only the series but perhaps their their future career as well. We may be looking back in another six years and saying, oh, you know, Braden Johnson had that huge game against Texas on homecoming. So we'll, we'll, have well to that see was kind of happened. it for Tylen. I mean that that was really kind of his big moment. I mean everybody knew who he was at that point, you know, and he made some phenomenal catches in 2018. I mean that was kind of his moment. You know, when he really exploded onto the scene. And I think, again, that was true of Justin Blackman. And you could probably argue Jalen Warren falls in that category with his performance. He'd already done some things, but then you do it against Texas. You know, I asked Coach Gundy about that at the radio show. I said, you know, do you do have you just gained benefit from beating Texas because they are a national brand? And he said, oh, absolutely. You know, they are as, you know, high profile from a name standpoint as probably, you know, any, you know, they're probably in the top six in the country in that respect, if not top eight. And even if they're down, there's, you get more benefit out of it. Even if Texas is not great, then you probably should realistically, but you get it. So you take it and make the most out of it. And that's why winning eight of 12 against Texas has been just another part of kind of the, you know, the continued renaissance of this program. If I remember correctly, you mentioned that Tylen Wallace performance in 2018 a couple of times. That came with the homecoming throwback late 80s uniforms. Yeah. And and, and of Barry all the uniforms, 
That's right. And of all the uniform changes that are, you know, mix-ups that OSU has done in the last, you know, 15 or so years here, that one may have been the most universally liked. I, 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 there were not a lot of people that I saw griping about that that uniform. And I don't know that, that it seems like the, the, the equipment folks always have stuff up their sleeves for homecoming. I'll be interested to see what they come up with. But that one, that one is, is up there with maybe my favorite, uh, uniforms of the of the modern era obviously it was from the uh, it was a throwback uniform but I, I don't know that they've done it a whole lot better than that since well yeah, justin williams is awesome he just kind of knows and has a great feel for it and i think everybody really liked those uniforms given the outcome right. i know i did <laughs> i liked them when the game started and i liked them a lot more when the game ended it's funny how that works <laughs> absolutely and so it's homecoming this weekend again as yeah. we've mentioned uh, so everything's really getting already kicked off. We've got homecoming and hoops Friday night uh, concert. Now, I guess Waka Flock is going to be there. So there's a, uh, uh, you know, in intensity building around the winter sports season as we start to get that kicked off. And then of course you've got walk around the parade on Saturday morning. Uh, do you, do you have a favorite thing that, that, that goes on during homecoming weekend that, that you try to go out to every year? Oh, you know, obviously the house decks and, you know, homecoming and hoops, just everything, you know, when our children were younger, of course, one's married and the other's graduated from college. You know, I remember just it was such a great time for our family and our kids. You know, we'd go down to walk around and, you know, stop at one of the trucks and get something to eat that you never have, you know, because they're all down there. The vendors, it's fun. And, you know, the decks are done so well. And, you know, it was just and then there were all the other events that went around with it, you know, the some of the the Halloween events they had for kids that that we participated in uh, with our children and obviously the homecoming parade our our kids not only watched it but gosh with girl scouts and heck all the other things they were involved in they were in it multiple times which you, when you live in Stillwater you take that for granted but there are a lot of OSU grads and fans out there that would love to have had their child in the homecoming parade right. once for anything and they were in it with you know the different organizations they were involved in and so it's pretty fortunate to have lived here and experienced this up close and personal. And that's, you know, it's just one of the many things I reflect back on that's been so cool about this experience. And we've had family come in for it. Uh, first year I was here, my wife's parents came down and uh, we just had a blast. I mean, they were, they were able to get around at that time and enjoy the house decks. And uh, yeah, in fact, my brother, uh, just a little trivial note, will make his first appearance in Stillwater in 18 years for this homecoming. He's been here once since I've been here. Uh, his, he, you know, his health is not the greatest, uh, but, you know, just has a little trouble, aches and pains and such, but he will make the journey. So I'm look for, looking forward to baptizing him into a homecoming. He'll, he'll get a big kick out of all this. And he's okay. a big football guy. So he's now, no offense. He's a lot more fired up about seeing this game than he is homecoming, but he'll enjoy all of it. Maybe we can uh, baptize him in the orange pond afterwards. Uh, or oh, the, he's the already been baptized. Yeah, he, yeah, that would probably be good because he's pretty well in. I mean, he, he's, <laughs> he, is, he is the reigning president and uh, CEO of the Clark County, Missouri OSU uh, fan club. There's not an alumni association chapter there that I'm aware of in the county of about <laughs> 6,000 people. But uh, if, if, there, if there were, he'd just take charge of it despite not having a degree from here because he, he's fallen in love with this place. Uh, as long as he's going to be here, might as well go win a football game for him. So we'll see how that plays Absolutely. out. Absolutely. You know, I I can recall uh, my my when I was growing up, my grandparents lived in Morrison, so just right up the road. Yeah. Uh, and I remember many uh, homecoming Saturday mornings get 
and bundled up and going to the parade and, and sitting and watching. And uh, so it's, you know, for, for me, both my parents, three of my four aunts and uncles, three of my four grandparents all graduated from Oklahoma State. So homecoming is a is a family affair to begin with. And I've got many really good memories tied with that, uh, you know, hanging out with my uncle and his friends because he was much older than I was, but or well, 15 years older than I was or so. Um, but then also just seeing some, some old friends. I know that there will be friends that I went to school with yeah. that are back in town. Uh, I'm getting to celebrate this year with some uh, neighbors who we weren't, I, I don't think we knew we were in school together. We were there around the same time, but our, our also Oklahoma state alumni. So it'll be good to get to see some folks again and, and kind of gather together. And uh, everybody always, everybody knows uh, who's been there that, that Oklahoma state is a family atmosphere. And uh, that, that, that is uh, embodied really well in the, in the homecoming weekend and, yeah. and getting everybody back together. So no doubt it'll be fun. the game will be it's fun. I don't mind a two thirty game. Cause then we can see people before and after it's a, it's prime tailgating. You get to do it on both ends. So that'll, that'll be fun. And uh, we'll have the pregame coverage starting at 1230. Come out and see Clinton Dion and I at the stone wolf casino uh, for the stone Wolf casino, cowboy football tailgate show at 1230. And then of course, Dave and John and Robert will have the call all throughout the course of the game. And, and we'll see what happens. Awesome. Hey, it's going to be fun. Thank you, my friend. We'll see you in a couple days. You bet, Dave. Y'all, happy homecoming. See you this weekend. This has been the Oklahoma State Cowboy Insider. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Cowboy Sports Network. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.